Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 370. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Be daring, be audacious, challenge life. Ready to bring your mind to the top of its game? On its flagship nootropic, Alpha Brain can help. To learn more and get 10% off your supplement purchase, go to onit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire to save 10% now. Entreport provides entrepreneurs an all-in-one small business management platform with software supported by award-winning world-class customer service. Are you ready to kickstart your business growth? Streamline your business today by going to entreport.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Todd Henry. Todd, are you prepared to ignite? I am so ready to ignite, John. Yes. Todd is the founder and CEO of Accidental Creative, a company that helps creative people and teams generate brilliant ideas. He's also the author of the books, The Accidental Creative and Die Empty. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Todd, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Todd Henry. I, as you mentioned, I help uh, creative teams and and uh, individuals generate ideas, which means that I work with uh, companies and help them uh, figure out rhythms and systems and practices that enable them to be more effective every day. And I also write books. Um, you mentioned the the two books that I've written to date, and I get to travel and see lots of people, meet lots of people, and uh, help them be brilliant every day, which is about the best job in the world. Well, it sounds like a pretty awesome job, Todd, and we are going to dive way into the specifics of that. But before we do, we're going to hear a little bit of a success quote for you. In fact, we're going to hear two because you're just double the fun, double the pleasure. So <laughs> take it away, my friends. Great. Yeah, I do. I do have a couple. It was hard for me to pare it down to just one. But um, uh, the first one is James Oppenheim. Uh, the, the foolish man seeks happiness in the distance. The wise grows it under his feet. And I think there's a, a real temptation, especially for entrepreneurs, for us to think that, oh, just one more thing, just one more thing, uh, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be happy. I'm going to have achieved everything I want. And then there's always one more thing. And instead, we need to figure out how to find meaning in the journey, which is what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about, right? So I thought that would be an apt quote because um, there is meaning in the journey and uh, your life and your business are happening right now. And then the second one, and this is kind of uh, one that's very personal to me, is uh, it's, it's a, a stanza from um, Khalil. Gibran's uh, poem on houses and it says verily the lust for comfort murders the passion of the soul and then walks grinning in the funeral and it's a reminder to me that um, I cannot make comfort my objective in life I might experience comfort as a byproduct of my work and that's fine that's a great thing there's nothing wrong with comfort but comfort and brilliant work are mutually exclusive objectives and at some point brilliant work is built by those who choose to do the right thing even when it's the uncomfortable thing. And so that just reminds me that comfort wants to murder the passion of my soul. And uh, if I want to build a body of work I can be proud of, then I have to turn my back on comfort at some point and choose to do the right thing even when it's not the comfortable thing. 
Well, Fire Nation, if you're wondering why Todd is such an eloquent speaker, you'll have to check out The Accidental Creative, his podcast, and it's a great one. It's on my short list. I listen to it quite often on my jogs out here in the San Diego Bay, and Todd, what I would love you to do is just take that first quote and just share with us how you actually apply that mantra, because I love how you mentioned the journey with that quote. So share with Fire Nation how you actually break that down. Yeah, I think okay, so. My, my journey is a great example of this, right? I think for many years, I I was always looking for some external circumstance to change my level of engagement, change my ability to to have the kind of effect or impact I wanted to have on the world. And it really wasn't until I began settling down and realizing, wait a minute. Um, I need to figure out who I am and what value I have to offer the world. And once I did that and I started figuring out how can I contribute that value, not on a mass scale. I don't have to build something big. I just want to figure out how can I contribute that value to the people around me consistently um, that things began to change for me. And I began to, to, A, I began to learn more about who I was and what I really had to offer the world. Because, you know, as, as um, uh, Kierkegaard said, decisions part the fog on stagnant waters. Cowardice kills us, right? So it's as we act that we discover who we are. That's when the fog begins to part. And so, so I began um, in 2005 uh, doing this podcast called The Accidental Creative. And I was leading a, a creative services team at the time and was really intensely interested in um, how teams could be what I call prolific, brilliant, and healthy all at the same time, right? Because I saw a lot of prolific and brilliant teams and, and creatives that were burning out. They were frying on the altar of short-term productivity, and they weren't sustaining. And so eventually that caught up with them, and they burned out, and they weren't prolific and brilliant anymore. So I thought, well, that doesn't work. So how, how is it that, that people who get this right seem – and entrepreneurs, by the way, John, you know this. Like yeah. Entrepreneurs are especially privy to this. We pour ourselves so fully into what we do – but we don't take care of the very mechanisms that allow us to be effective. Um, instead, we, we sacrifice on the altar of efficiency. And when we do that, then we're, we're sacrificing the kind of value we can contribute. So I started, I started this podcast in 2005, which, by the way, I thought I was way on the tail end of this podcasting thing <laughs> at the time, right? I was like, oh, I'm so late to the game here. You know, it's funny that I've been doing it almost 10 years now. But I created this poddcast called The Accidental Creative. And um, I kind of forgot about it, honestly, John. I walked away from it for a few months, and I went back in iTunes. Um, and by the way, at the time, I was leading a creative services team, no business model, no intent of starting a business. I just wanted to have a conversation. I wanted to contribute value, you know, about, about this this topic because um, I had a lot of experience, you know, both successes and failures right. and uh, in doing this. And so I walked away from it. I came back a couple of months later and there was a podcast called The Accidental Creative that was one of the top business podcasts on yeah. iTunes. And my first thought was, oh no, I stole someone else's name. I can't <laughs> believe I didn't check first, right? But the, it was my podcast. And and there were suddenly, th- I mean, right out of the gate, there were thousands of people that were listening and interacting. And so I had to quickly scramble and figure out well, what does this mean and, and what, what is a business model and all of that. And um, very quickly on the heels of that started getting very kind invitations to come and help teams generate ideas and help them figure out their own rhythms and all of that. And that just continued to grow for many years until, um, you know, uh, and, and I formalized the business around it, made the leap um, and, uh, you know, obviously ended up getting to write a book called The Accidental Creative, which is always a good thing when you get to name the book after your business. <laughs> but that really was, for me, that was the process of saying, wait a minute, I'm not going to wait for somebody else to come in and validate from the outside. 
I'm going to just start creating value from where I am and I'm going to see if that value spreads. And, and fortunately it did and uh, it created all kinds of opportunities. It wasn't easy and it took many years to figure out exactly what it was I was trying to do. But, um, but yeah, it, it, you know, t- taking the time to, to stop and think what value can I contribute made all the difference. I love that story. And it's so funny because I often hear, Todd, everybody, all of these entrepreneurs are always saying, I felt like I was late to the game and I was missing it. So I had to jump in last minute. And and now we've been doing this for 30 years, 40 years. And it is so crazy just how that evolution does work. And you've been doing an amazing job, first and foremost, of sharing your journey, Todd, because you're right. That is what it's all about for an entrepreneur. It's not just those goals that you're hitting and then stopping and then just hitting that next one because this is the life that we're living. So let's turn this spotlight right to your life, to your journey, because you have many stories to share because you've gone through many different iterations. So pull one out that you know would be a very powerful and meaningful story with Fire Nation, one that would resonate with us. And then share with us the lessons you learned through a failure, through a challenge that you faced at that time in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I would say, you know, the, the, the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing now is because I have failed a lot in my past, right? Um, <laughs> and, and I've learned a lot of really painful lessons, but I'll give you a, a lesson from my business, from Accidental Creative, um, a, a point of failure. Yeah. You know, I, I really, um, at, at a certain point, um, early on in, in the business, um, this is probably in 2005, 2006, um, I um, I was trying to do everything myself. I was trying to to pull everything together, including you know design and writing, and I was creating all the content. I was doing all the consulting work. I was doing everything. It was me, 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 me. And there was a, a point in time when um, when I basically completely and totally destroyed the database. Everything that I had been doing um, for for the website. Um, everything just went offline. I mean, everything was just completely and utterly destroyed um, because because I was <laughs> I was trying to do everything myself. Ugh. Don't do this. First Don't. of all, that's a lesson for you. Don't do this, especially if that's if you're not you know that's not your thing. Um, but the the lesson there is this: um, I, when that happened, I have a, I had a home office at the time. I was working out of my home office, and I, I came out, and um, my wife was sitting reading a book on the sofa, and. I just, I sat on the floor and this was, I think, 1030 at night. I sat on the floor and I looked at her and she could tell that something was wrong. She said, what's going on? And I said, I just completely destroyed everything I've spent the last two years building. (sighs) I mean, I had, I had, um, you had a a membership site going. There were hundreds of people that were part of that. All of that was gone. Um, everything. I mean, all, all of the stuff that I, you know, had spent and, and I had already tried everything I could to try to get it back. Right. And I just, it felt like if you've ever worked on something so hard and then just had it completely destroyed, it was like building a sandcastle and then watching a wave come and just completely destroy the sandcastle, you know, after five seconds after you built it. And um, I mean, it was, it was really just demotivating to say the least. And so I'm sitting there and my wife looked at me and uh, I looked at her and she said, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know what to do. I don't even know who to call about this. I don't know. I, I feel like everything, maybe I just need to give up. Maybe I just need to give up. And she looked at me and she said, you're not going to do that. And at that moment, I felt in, in my gut, I felt this surge of, you're right. You are right. I'm not doing this for me. I was having a pity party in the moment thinking this was all about me, this thing I've poor been built, Todd. my business, right? Yeah, poor Todd, Exactly. 
Um, I'm just going to give up. It's too hard. And I, I failed to realize that I wasn't working on behalf of me. My body of work is not about me. My body of work is about all the people that I serve. The, the, the value that I'm creating isn't about building a better life for me. I'm standing in the gap for people who are out in the marketplace trying to come up with ideas, trying to generate better ideas, trying to do better work on behalf of the people they're serving. So if I quit, it's going to have a trickle-down effect. Not, it's not just me. It's all these people that I'm trying to serve with what I'm doing. And so I, I bucked up. Um, I got up because my wife had said that to me. I got up with a new resolve and I, I remembered, listen, I'm not building this for me. I'm building it for others. Um, I went into my office. I spent probably the next seven or eight hours working and finagling and, and um, calling my hosting provider and doing everything I could. <laughs> we were able to, able to get everything back online, which is an amazing story. There were some backups of backups that we were able to pull from um, at the hosting provider and, and everything came back online. And, and I immediately hired somebody to handle all of those details of my business. Right, <laughs> um, But for me, that was the big lesson there, John, is um, you have to be about something other than you and you have to be about something other than your business. You have to bend your life around the through line. There has to be some greater cause um, than, than just trying to grow a business and develop a certain lifestyle. Because um, if you don't have that, then you're not going to do those small things in the moment that are uncomfortable, but that eventually lead to a brilliant body of work. You have to be driven by something more than, than yourself. Um, so that was, that was really, I think that what I learned in that moment was that that was the case for me. And I don't know that it always would have been, but it was the case for me. And, um, yeah, that was, that was probably the biggest lesson over the last several years. And so when things get hard now, relatively hard, um, I just, I remember that. I remember that, um, moment and I remind myself, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this on behalf of the people that I serve. Todd, that's a powerful story. I actually thought I was going to have a little bit of a different twist when you started. I thought you were going to sit on the floor, look up at your wife, and she was going to say, honey, we have carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, sponsor of the show? It's <laughs> <laughs> just a pure Maine company from the state of Maine. That's why I love bringing up carbonite when I can. Yeah, carbonite's amazing. Yeah, they're great. So, Todd... That was just a great little lesson that you boiled down from that entire part of your journey that I just know a lot of listeners are going to take heart to and move forward with when when we hit similar structures because we're always having those situations as entrepreneurs where we're hitting roadblocks, we're getting knocked down, we're having to pick ourselves back up and drive forward leading against that sleeting, hailing rain that's coming down at us. And that was just a pure example of why we do what we do. And it's not about us. It's about the value that we've created and the people whose lives that we touch and continue to touch on a daily basis. So on that note, I want to move to another part of your journey. This is your choice. You can go forward, backwards, but we're looking for a light bulb moment, an aha moment, sometime when you were just inspired to either pivot, change directions, or just move forward in a direction that resonated with you that you knew was going to resonate with your target market. So share with us that experience, that story, and how did you turn that moment into success? Yeah, well, there there are a couple. If if it's okay, I have a couple. Um, One is, um, and I know that I know that you've had him on your show. You've had Seth Godin on your show, right? But um, early on. Uh, when I was doing podcasting, I really wanted to interview him because I, I, I mean, Purple Kyle just it rocked my world, just completely changed my life, right? So he was one of the first people I wanted to interview after like 50 episodes or something I had done of just me. And I reached out to him and he said something to me 
in response, he asked me, you know, how big's your audience? And I told him and he said, yeah, that's definitely worth, you know, 20 minutes of my time. And, you know, I was all prepared that he was going to come back and say, well, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not really my, you know, um, first of all, I was astounded he even got back to me. Second of all, I, I remember thinking at that time, wait a minute, um, we're in an age where you can be intensely personal and still scale, right? We're in an age where you can connect personally with people. Um, you can share your story and, and it takes 10 minutes of your time, 15 minutes of your time, and you can reach tens of thousands or, or more people with 15 minutes of your time because you can, it's geolocation, non-specific. You can do it anytime, time shifted media, all these things. That was the thing for me that now I'm trying to apply as I'm, you know, obviously I'm writing books, I'm out speaking, I'm doing all these things. But um, as, as I've tried to build out the, the organization um, that, that I currently operate within um, around all the, the business activities that I do, I have tried to maintain an intensely personal um, uh, front face for the business. Meaning if you email, I'm probably going to get back to you directly. Right. Um, and I know you, you do that as well, John, you know, I know that you have other people who work with you, but you are, uh, you know, and, and a lot of things are automated and I think rightly so, but I also know that you're, you are per- very personally engaged on the front lines of your business. Absolutely. I am the front man, Todd. Yeah. And you know, and, and there are a lot of, a lot of people, um, who and and you know what? Listen, people make different decisions for different reasons, and I totally get it, and I understand the volume of email that can come through. But there are a lot of people who you know you email them, and it goes to one assistant, and then it gets sent to another assistant, and you get emails from different people, and you can never figure out like how do I navigate the matrix just to get an answer here, right? And um, I, for whatever reason, the aha moment for me was I want personally, I want to be the kind of person who is who is always the personal touch point for what I do for my business. Um, if people send me a kind email, I want to get back to them personally. If somebody sends me feedback or criticism, I want to get back to them personally. I, it's just important to me. So that was an aha moment for me when, when I realized, you know, that is now possible because of scalability and, and, and whatnot and all of that. Um, so that I would say that probably was, was one of the big ones. I would say a, a second one, uh, and by the way, I know that that goes counter to almost all of the advice that a lot of people on your show probably give about, you know, make sure you're automating and make sure that, you know, you have leveraging scalability. For- exactly. And and I totally get that. I understand. But listen, this is this isn't just a business for me. This is my personal mission, right? In life is to to intervene on behalf of people and help them um, do better work. So I feel like I have to stay on the front lines to stay connected to that mission. I do want to build upon that though, Todd, because I will say, although entrepreneurs are always talking about systems in place and being able to leverage yourself and your time and automate what you can, there really is this consistent theme and this really this trend that's moving towards that personal touch, that personal connection, mm-hmm. that really being the front person of your business. Because some of their failures have been when they've tried to automate, when they've tried to put layers in front of them and they failed because of it. And they share those stories all the time. So it is great for Fire Nation to hear someone like yourself, someone like Seth Godin. These people do come back and they are the front person of their businesses because they realize that that first touch point is so critical. So That's love right. it, Todd. I'd love to just continue to hear this great aha moment that you're moving into to right now because it's been pure gold so far. Well, and the, the other thing I would say is um, that, that you generate a lot of relational capital and momentum just by one touch point with someone, right? And um, you know, just by, by reaching out personally, it generates a lot of relational capital and, and, and momentum in that relationship. So anyway, I, that, that, would be, that would definitely be one thing um, that I would say I would, I would really strongly encourage people to, uh, yeah. 
to consider. And and the second one, I think the second kind of aha moment for me, um, which I should have written down because it was right in front of me, John. And now it's <laughs> it was right there. It was just right there. Right there. It was right in front of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got, right. it, got it. There's an old Zig Ziglar quote. You can get anything you want if you help enough other yes. people get what they want, right? And I have learned that that is so true. I spent the first several years of my of my business, especially on the podcasting and media creation side, promoting other people, helping other people find traction, helping them find their voice right in the marketplace, um, connecting them with my audience and earning my audience's trust like I know you do by by curating and vetting the, 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 the kinds of resources that I present to them. And so over the course of many years, I was building a lot of relationships. Well, guess what? When it came time to launch my, my, my own books, I had a lot of people who were waiting in the wings to say, how can we help you? How can we support you? Because you've been supporting us for years and years and years, helping us, you know, connect with your audience. How can we now help you? Um, and at the very least, it was, it was a sort of a foot inside that door versus out of the blue emailing people and asking them for help. And so, you know, I would say that applies in any number of contexts, any way that you can be generous with your time, with the kind of value that you create, sharing the, the equity that you create with other people and letting them borrow some of that equity. Um, any way you can do that is eventually going to come back to you. And are there people who will take advantage of that? Of course. Are there people who won't? You can't do it because, oh, I expect a quid pro quo. I'm just saying if you spend enough time being generous in the marketplace that you will find that that generosity is reciprocal. And you can't ever lose that mindset of generosity. You have to continue to carry it. And if you do, then you'll find that, that more often than not, it will be reciprocated. And here's a perfect example of that, Todd. I mean, you and I had never had any personal interaction. You had never directly reached out to me or helped me in any way, but I was a fan of what you did. I enjoyed your work, your books, your podcast to an immense level, just as a listener, just as a consumer. So when listening to your podcast, I heard that Die Empty was coming out. I wanted to reach out to you as a thank you to share what you were doing, to share this book, to share your message with my audience of Entrepreneur on Fire as a thank you for what you've done. So these reciprocations aren't even always needed to be from something you've reached out and done to some people just by your overarching generosity and value that you've given over the years are continuing to pay automatic dividends. Oh, that's amazing. And, and I can't tell you how many people, John, that I have shared Entrepreneur on Fire with. <laughs> oh, see, and I had no idea. <laughs> and, and it started out, honestly, as this, could you believe this crazy guy is producing a yes. podcast every day? <laughs> that's how it always starts. <laughs> but it's amazing. The value that you're creating is just incredible. And I know that you have become exactly what you wanted. You said you wanted to be, you wanted a podcast you could listen to every day when you were in the car. And that's why you created that value is because you wanted, it wasn't there for you. So you wanted to create the podcast that you wanted to listen to. And I think if you have that mindset when you're building a business or you do whatever it is you're doing, if you create the thing that you would want that isn't there, I think that's a tremendous lesson for entrepreneurs. It was huge for me, Todd, because I was able to be my own avatar. I knew exactly who I was creating Entrepreneur on Fire for. Mm. And then it just came down to focus. My favorite word, my acronym, follow one course until success. And yes, there were so many people like yourself who were kind of shaking their heads and saying, who's this crazy guy? I can't wait to see him burn out. And you know what? It might still happen, but I'm still here having fun, talking to people like yourself. I don't see myself wanting to stop anytime soon. And it's just a blast. And it's a great takeaway for the listeners that, hey, find your niche, find that void that's out there, and then just passionately throw yourself into it because great things can result. And speaking of great things, Todd, 
I want to move on to the present times right now and specifically something that's exciting you. It's your choice. I'd love to talk about Die Empty, whatever you want, but just share with Fire Nation what's really just has your passions right now. Yeah, it's hard for me to think about anything other than this new book uh, right now because, uh, I mean, Die Empty really is the message that's been burning in my bones for a long time. And and really the, the core message of the book is, uh, you know, the, the, it's at the heart of it. It's asking the question, are you going to take your best work to your grave with you? Or are you doing everything you can every day to get your best work out of you? And by the way, work doesn't just mean your job. It means any place you add value. So it's your relationships. It's you know where you spend your money. I always tell people, John, that your fate determines your fate, right? Focus, yeah. assets, time, energy. Those four things where you put them every day will ultimately determine your fate, where you land. And so I think we each have to face up to that and, and ask ourselves, Am I putting those four things today in the right places so that I can build a body of work that's representative of what I really care about? And that's, that's the message of Die Empty. I give some specific ways people get off course and some ways to kind of redirect if, if necessary. But um, yeah, that, that is absolutely what I'm excited about right now because it is, again, the message that burns in my bones. And fortunately, I think over the course of the next couple of months as we're listening to this, I think I'm speaking to like 40 or 50 or 60,000 people um, in live environments about it. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. Wow. And Entrepreneur on Fire broke 400,000 unique downloads for August. Who knows? Probably more than half a million for September. So we'll help you spread this message of fate, focus, assets, time, and energy. I love it, Todd. Thank you. All right, Todd. Let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to automate your email marketing and link things like your CRM to your shopping cart software? It sure would be nice if there was a platform that did all these things for you. Entreport to the rescue. Entreport's all-in-one small business management platform integrates all the software that you need to start, systemize, and scale your business. Sound too good to be true? Oh, it's true. Take it from Eben Pagan, founder of Hot Topic Media. In search of powerful software designed with entrepreneurs in mind, Evan decided to move his entire business over to Entreport. This was no small task, as Evan had a robust business with over 40 products and several large customer and prospect lists. In no time, Evan's business was being managed entirely under Entreport's integrated software platform, as opposed to many disjointed systems, and is now growing faster than ever. Sound like your kind of platform? Head over to entreport.com slash fire to find out how they can help your business today. Let me guess. You're currently working on building your website, identifying your unique selling proposition, getting your SEO in place, and trying really hard to get that first product in motion. It's tough working on multiple things at once, isn't it? That's why I preach focus all the time. If you can't keep your focus, you'll never get anything accomplished. Enter Alpha Brain. AlphaBrain is the one-stop powerhouse for helping the body boost neurotransmitter levels and bringing the mind to the top of its game. AlphaBrain not only assists in delivering oxygen and nutrients to the brain via increased blood flow, it also helps you remain calm, focused, and mentally driven throughout the day. Ready to get rid of that annoying mental fog that's been around for some time now? Satisfied customers, myself included, experience an extraordinary combination of lucid dreams, mental drive, focus, memory, and mental acuity. Onnit is currently offering Entrepreneur on Fire listeners 10% off your supplement purchase by going to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. 
So Todd, let's go into now my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning rounds. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'll do my best. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think there was always this kind of black box phenomenon around yeah. what it means to be an entrepreneur. And I think the, the biggest thing holding me back was just the unknown. It was the uncertainty of it. What, what does that mean? And um, what does success look like? And I think I had to define what success would look like before I was ready to take the next step. And uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't stop to do that. What does success even mean? And what does failure mean? Equally important. What does failure mean to me as an entrepreneur? And I think once I figured out what those meant to me, it was a lot easier to take the first steps. So my definition of success is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. I heard that, I lashed onto it, and for me, that's just powerful because it's not just that attaining of that goal, it's the gradual realization of doing something truly worthy. And that's the direction I try to move Entrepreneur on Fire in every single day. Oh, that's great. So Todd, what's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I ever received was from a friend and a mentor who was giving me advice on, I think he was giving me advice on speaking, actually, on public speaking, but um, it, it applies, to, I've applied it in so many different ways in, in my life and my business. And the advice was, get your reps in. <laughs> and what he <laughs> meant by that was, listen, if, if you want to be a great speaker, if you want to be a great anything, you have to get your reps in. You're not going to come out of the gate great. So, in any environment you can, practice, 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 practice. Put yourself in whatever position you can. Anybody will let you speak to them. Uh, any, you know, writing is the same way. You, know, you have to get your reps in. Nobody is a brilliant writer by default. You have to get your reps in. And the same goes for negotiating. The same goes for uh, developing business models. Get your reps in. Um, and as you do, you start to learn more about yourself and you become you know, more natural in those activities. Hey, and goes for podcasting too. Go back and listen to episode one, Todd. Go back to listen to episode 100 of Entrepreneur on Fire. It is a continual progression for me as a host. And man, it's all about getting those reps in. That's great. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? Yeah, I can almost pinpoint when everything in my life turned, John, to um, a time when I was 33 years old, uh, which now is seven years ago. Um, I developed the habit of getting up every morning and studying for an hour. Um, and I'd, I'd been doing it sort of informally up to that point, but I said, no, it's not enough. I, I need every single morning, I need to have um, time on my calendar blocked off for study, for thinking, for meditation, for processing what I'm absorbing. And um, just give my mind the opportunity to do what it does best, which is to form patterns and begin systemizing some of the things I experience throughout the day. So that time of personal study, of reflection, of writing in the morning has become invaluable to me. And to this day, every single morning, the first thing I do when I get out of bed is I make a cup of coffee and I head to my home office and I flop down on the sofa and I spend the first hour to hour and a half of my day studying, writing, thinking. If I'm in a hotel room, um, you know, I think I'm going to be in like 17 or 18 cities over the next you know, month. Wow. Uh, every morning when I do that, I'm going to be, I'm, I wake up, I walk down, I get the cup of coffee, I come back to the room and I sit down and I do it. It is a discipline that's in my life every day because I know that if I want to be successful at turning my thoughts into value, the raw material that goes into my mind, the stimuli that go into my mind are absolutely essential and critical. And I need to give my mind the time to do what it does best. So that's unquestionably the practice that's been the most impacting on my life and my career. 
Fire Nation, aha moments don't happen while you're scanning Facebook trying to stay busy. They happen when you're sitting on the couch going introspective. So Todd, I love that. And do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I have uh, used OmniFocus. Uh, I don't know if that's come up or how many times it's come up for for several years now, actually, since they first released it in beta. Um, That's my task management system. I am a getting things done GTD David Allen adherent, and I have been since, I think, 2002. As a matter of fact, I just did an interview for David's community recently, and we're kind of doing this uh, in-conversation thing with him. And uh, I basically spent most of the time saying, well, like GTD says, right? (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) because it's been so deeply influential in my life. And so I use OmniFocus as the main way that I track tasks, projects, I plan for the future, I do everything in OmniFocus. And it syncs up across all my devices. I have a Mac, a, you know, iPhone, iPad, and it really keeps me on course. I cannot survive without lists. Um, I think it was Orson Welles who said, the absence of art is the enemy of limitations. Um, I need those kinds of rails and limitations in my life to keep me on track so that I can get wild and uncertain and crazy in my, in my day-to-day work. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, Todd, what would it be? Okay, I have two. I have two books. Sure. Um, so the first is The Art of Possibility by Benjamin and Rosamund Zander. Um, he is a conductor and he has just some outstanding advice about living a life of meaning and purpose and, and being creative in how you approach your life and your work. So I think it's, it's a valuable resource for any, any entrepreneur, especially. Um, the second one is maybe a little bit uh, 25 degrees left of center, but it's um, <laughs> Born Standing Up, the autobiography by Steve Martin. It's, um, it's, a, it's his autobiography of how he found his voice, how he became, you know, Steve Martin that we know today as a, as a comedian and actor. Um, but what's really interesting about the book is he really f- walks the course of how he learned who he was, what he wanted to do, how he developed his craft. And then when success came, what that was like for him. There's a, a particular quote in the book. He says, and I'm going to get this wrong, but he says something like, um, I spent 18 years in stand-up comedy, 10 of those years learning my craft, four of them perfecting my craft, and four in wild success. Um, he said, fame came on me as a byproduct. The course was more plodding than heroic. And I think for any entrepreneur, we have to be willing to understand that success is, is going to be the result of committing ourselves to solving an important problem, adding value wherever we can in the marketplace, and developing our craft, learning our craft over time. And as we do that and we figure out how to better deliver that value, we might find that some of these things come on us as a byproduct, things like recognition and financial success and all of this. But none of that will happen if we don't first commit to solving a worthy problem and commit ourselves to our craft. So I love his story because really it's the story I think of of any entrepreneur, which is figuring your figuring out your course, developing your craft, and then eventually experiencing success as a result of the seeds that you planted. Wow, that book is now on my list. And Todd, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter, taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think it's impossible, John, to create any kind of value until you understand the problems that are people around you are experiencing, right? So I wouldn't start with me. I would start by doing research and figuring out what's going on in the world. What are the problems that people are facing? 
And um, so I, I would probably use that $500 to try to figure out, to try to do research and figure out what, what are the problems that need to be solved and what are the unique aptitudes that I bring to the table that I could use to, to help solve them. And then from there, I would, I would start building uh, some mechanism to allow me to deliver that value. Todd, I knew from the very moment you opened your mouth on this interview why you were going to deliver so much value to Fire Nation because you've been doing the reps. You've been doing this for so long. And for that, I thank you and I definitely commend you as well. And I've just truly enjoyed hearing your journey. And I would love for you just to end this by giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, I mean, the most, the, the, probably the best advice that I could offer anywhere, the, the best word of encouragement is, listen, you are building a body of work every day of your life. And that body of work is comprised, again, of where you put your focus, your assets, your time, your energy. And at the end of the day and at the end of your life, you're going to point to a body of work. And that body of work is, it, you're building it anyway. That body of work is either going to represent what you care about or it's not. So be purposeful every single day of your life about how you engage because you are building that body of work today. The best way to connect with me is at toddhenry.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-E-N-R-Y.com. Todd, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that you mentioned, and there was a ton of value. The resources, the books, your contact information. By going to eofire.com, click on the podcast tab. You're hanging out in the archives. We also have an amazing search bar. Just type in Todd Henry. His show notes page will pop right up. And Todd, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Thanks, John. And thanks for the, the, the great work that you're doing and the incredible value you're providing to the entrepreneurial community. The life of an entrepreneur can be hectic. I'm sure the life of a stay-at-home mom is hectic too. People who travel often for business, oh yeah, that's definitely hectic. Entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, and business travelers all shop online because it's convenient. It allows them to get at least one thing crossed off their list in five minutes. Is your store online? Get a free 14-day trial and 20% off for life at shopify.com slash fire. That's shopify.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 